Want to hear a married couple fight over who's the greatest of all time, Jordan or LeBron? Absolutely. And it's Jordan. It's definitely not. But listen to our podcast, The Greatest, to hear who really is. Listen to The Greatest on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando. WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando. And W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Good Wednesday morning. Delighted to have you with us up and Adam early here at 6 o'clock for our first look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour the search heads north. Details in one minute. President Trump ignites controversy over his comments questioning the loyalty of Jews who vote for Democrats. Our take in yours straight ahead on Good Morning Orlando. 601 on News Radio 93.1. The massive search for two missing firefighters is entering its fifth day today. Fast moving currents are prompting the Coast Guard to shift the search northward off Georgia and the Carolinas. Jacksonville Fire Rescue Chief Keith Powers is appealing for more volunteer boaters to help look for Brian McClooney and Justin Walker. But those boats need to be capable of running 60 miles offshore and operating in that area for the day. We're also going to be shifting our operation to the north a little bit, and so we're asking anybody from Brunswick or Savannah that wants to volunteer that if they have a boat that can operate in that 60-mile range, we need them as well. McClooney, who's from Jacksonville, and Walker from Virginia left Port Canaveral Friday to do some fishing. We're going to have a boating safety expert on the show live related to this expanding search, and um, that will be in our 7 o'clock hour, Alan. Should be interesting, bud. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. President Trump seems to be questioning the motives of Jewish Americans who would vote for a Democrat while criticizing Congresswoman Elon Omar and Rashida Tlaib concerning their views of Israel, Trump made this comment. I think any Jewish people that vote for a Democrat, uh, I think it shows either a total lack of knowledge or great disloyalty. In last year's midterm elections, 79% of Jewish voters cast their ballots for Democrats. Condemnation across the political spectrum um, of the president with those comments and the big question, uh, questioning the loyalty of of whom? We'll get into that because that was really left hanging yesterday by the president. It's coming up. A public health emergency continues to affect Volusia County more than almost any other county in the state. A report from the Florida Department of Health shows 34 more Volusia residents have tested positive in the last month for hepatitis A. The county now has more than 200 hep A cases. That's the third highest of any county in the state. Hep A is a contagious liver disease that can be deadly in some cases, and this month the state declared it a public health emergency. Opening arguments begin today in a Pinellas County case that's gotten national attention. Jury selection was completed yesterday for the trial of Michael Draca, charged with killing an unarmed black man last year outside a Clearwater convenience store. Draca, who's white, is charged with manslaughter in Marquise McLaughlin's death, but his lawyers will argue self-defense. Local governments around Area 51 are getting concerned over visitors, and we don't mean the extraterrestrial types. Lincoln and Rachel counties in Nevada issuing a pre-declaration of emergency because of a social media campaign that may bring hundreds of thousands to the region. 
UFO enthusiasts have been talking about storming Area 51, posting on Facebook, they can't stop all of us. More than a million and a half people have signed up to attend September 20th. We don't know what to plan for. We're only planning for the worst and hoping for the best. Lincoln County Sheriff Kerry Lee. We're reaching out to all of our, our partners, federal and state, local agencies, finding out uh, what resources they'd be able to send. Area 51 was once a top secret military base that some conspiracy theorists say was used for studying space aliens. Jill Nato, Fox News. Half a million have signed up, Alan? Uh, I think that she said a million and a half. Gee, it's even more. That's that's amazing. If even if a small percentage shows up, it's kind of like, you know, they canceled Woodstock 50 or or, or, or the second Woodstock or whatever. Uh, we got to go somewhere. Yeah, and the guy behind <laughs> this who really started it as a joke is apparently now organizing a music festival as part of this Area oh, 51 no gathering. Yes. Ah, Woodstock West. There you go. <laughs> WFLA News Time is 6.05. A couple faces up to six years in jail for stealing sand from a beach in Italy. That story is online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. TM Orlando, weekdays 5 to 6 p.m. News Radio 93.1. You think that's going to be a real event out there, Yaffe, Melissa? I mean, do you think, I mean, if a million and a half have signed up, even if 10% show up, that's 150,000 people out there in the desert. Yeah, um... What are they going to do, though? It's Music festival. <laughs> I guess so. They'll need something to do while they're out there. They I don't can't... think they're going to let them in Area 51. You think this is a real deal, Melissa, or is just everybody having fun? Uh, well, I signed up to go. So... Did you really? Yeah, so, so are you going or not? No. So <laughs> I, I feel like Melissa's already there. Oh, so you're uh... a phony. <laughs> no, I wanted to go. I didn't mark myself there yet, but I was like, yeah, okay, road trip. It didn't work out. Melissa Fox on assignment. They can't stop all of us. You got the station <laughs> to pick up a tab on this. We got to get you out there. I there did actually do this. It's a true story. Yeah, I'm <laughs> working on it already as we speak. I just want to say I think they can stop all of them. I'm just pointing that out. <laughs> I think, think they probably could. They have said they can do that. <laughs> it, it, it could get a little ugly if and, they do. And by they, I mean the U.S. military. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Now, when what is the supposed date for it's this like supposed around, event? Around September 20th. Around yeah. it? We're not tipping we got, our hand exactly. We got uh, about a month to go, so it. make your plans, pack your bags. Uh, oh, man. I guess we'll keep track of it. We're going to free the aliens. Oh, <laughs> yes. Let them out of those cages. Well, I don't know what's going on there but you'll hear what the president said yesterday that has ignited a firestorm. And a lot of conservatives aren't happy either. Stay tuned, you'll hear it. We'll assess it and see whether or not you can figure out one aspect of the president's comment um, about the loyalty, or lack thereof, of Jews who vote for Democrats. Feels to me like another one of these classic Trump unnecessary self-inflicted wounds. I'll tell you why he said what he said, at least in my opinion, and we'll want to hear from you at 407-916-5400. You can text us at 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. Texters welcome, just as on the phone, to give us your first name and hometown, but not mandatory. Alan? Bud will update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic first. That's coming up in two minutes. 608 on Good Morning Orlando. 
Headlines now. President Trump says the U.S. economy is a long way from recession. Speaking at the White House yesterday afternoon, the president said he thinks the word recession is inappropriate and claims the media just likes to use it. Trump adding that if the Federal Reserve would do its job, the economy would see growth like never before. He wants the rates cut by the Fed, and the president said he is considering indexing and possible tax cuts, including a payroll tax, to make sure the economy stays afloat. Updates at least every 10 minutes for you on our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at WFLA Orlando. Well, a Trump-hating press can't say they don't have enough access to this president. I mean, he's out there all the time on the tarmac waiting to take off and Marine One to get on Air Force One, whatever. And in the White House, he has a world leader in. I think he had the president of Romania in yesterday. Right. And then he starts taking questions and he holds court and it goes on and on and on. But the headline that came out of this was not so much the economy or gun control as it was the comment you are about to hear. Trump again yesterday blasting Democrat Congresswomen Omar and Tlaib for their hatred toward Israel, which is apparent and which is real and which is repulsive to me. And questioning how anyone who is Jewish can vote for Democrats. Now, listen to this 20-second sound cut from the president's session with reporters at the White House yesterday. I want to know. Where? Wait, no, no. I want to know what is your reaction to what you are about to hear. And at the tail end, when the president talks about disloyalty, disloyalty to whom? Where has the Democratic Party gone? Where have they gone where they're defending these two people over the state of Israel? And I think any Jewish people that vote for a Democrat, uh, I think it shows either a total lack of knowledge or great disloyalty. Disloyalty to whom? Disloyalty to him, disloyalty to Israel, uh, disloyalty to America? It's not clear, and it needs to be clarified. I think I know what the president is doing here, uh, and he's, what he's trying to do is make sure that he can brand the squad, Tlaib and, uh, and, and Omar in this case, as the face of the Democrat Party and make the Democrat Party unappealing to people whose votes are up for grabs. That said, I've got a huge problem with, you know, with suggesting that, you know, Jews shouldn't vote Democrat. And they're, they're disloyal in some way if they do. I know a lot of friends of mine that I've known for years who are Jewish, Alan, as you are, and who vote Democrat, and there's no way I'm ever going to convert them. We just don't talk a lot about this stuff when we're together. But they love this country. They are loyal to this country. They love Israel. They are loyal to Israel and all that it represents, and they are patriots. I just had a problem with the comment. Yeah, I am Jewish, as you mentioned, and uh, uh, I would like to say, first of all, I don't by any means endorse Tlaib or Omar's positions on Israel. You've made it clear. At all. I've said that on this show. Um, But at the same time, I'm reacting here not only as someone who is Jewish, but as someone who's American, to what the president said. And here's where I'm coming from. Uh, we have seen uh, it well documented that incidents of 
anti-Semitism in this country are on the rise. They are. In fact, yesterday, last night on the NBC Nightly News, I watched video of a high school group in California beginning a meeting by playing a German march and giving the Nazi salute. They also showed a photograph taken at Universal Studios in Orlando on one of the rides of at least four teenagers in a row giving the Nazi salute and what is considered to be a white power symbol. Denounced by executives at Universal. We're yes. not tolerating that stuff. They say we don't condone any type right. of hate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is just a couple of examples of what's been going on. We had an incident earlier this year out near UCF where some swastikas uh, were painted. Yeah. And it's happening all over the country. Yeah. And what I would say about what the president said, no matter what his motivations were, when you use the term Jewish and disloyalty in the same sentence— you're giving these people who are anti-Semitic a rationale for their fear and hatred of Jews. That's an interesting take You're on saying, this. You're saying, you know, mm-hmm. the people, no yeah. matter what the president's motivation yeah. was, these people may take it as a meaning, as him meaning that Jews are un-American. Yeah. They're the enemy. They yeah. are to be feared and hated. And, and let me tell you, I, my, my friends who are Jewish, so many of them will... You know, they probably don't like Tlaib and, uh, and Omar and the squad and a lot of what they stand for. But, it, but you know, there are many, many other things that go into who they vote for. And, uh, and, and, and they are patriots without question. We want different policies for the country moving forward, but they love America as much as I do. And it was suggested that, you know, somehow you're disloyal to someone on some level if you are Jewish and vote for a Democrat. I'm sorry, Afi, I cannot go there with this president, even though I'm still riding the Trump train. Yeah, I would assume that he meant disloyalty to Israel. That That's just my guess. The biggest problem with what he said, in my opinion, is it kind of plays into identity politics again. Usually we talk against identity politics. We're sick of identity politics. But then this is kind of an example of that. It would have been better if he said, I don't understand why those who support Israel and are passionate about Israel vote Democrat. That would have made more sense than saying, Oh, Jews. Well, I don't understand Jews as a whole because Jews are just individuals like anybody else. Or not just vote Democrat, but support Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib specifically. So what's your analysis of exactly what the president was talking about in terms of disloyalty here? And uh, and do you agree with me? It's an it's just frankly, to be honest with you, because I want this guy to get reelected. I mean, he's far more good than bad for this country and much better than anyone the Democrats are putting out there, for God's sake. You know, I want him to have a second term, but it just feels like another unnecessary self-inflicted wound by President Donald Trump. 407-916-5400, text line 23680. What do you think? Get Melissa on this in just a moment. Want to hit the clock right now and tell you that we have an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Well, President Trump in this headline canceling his meeting with Denmark's prime minister over her refusal to discuss possibly selling Greenland to the U.S. After reports of the president's interest in having the U.S. purchase Greenland became public, the Danish leader adamantly said Greenland, which is an autonomous Danish territory, is not for sale. On Twitter, the president says the Danish leader was able to save a great deal of expense and effort by being so direct. <laughs> Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories no on Good Morning sale. Orlando. Nah, and I'm not going to Denmark. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. 
Where has the Democratic Party gone? Where have they gone where they're defending these two people over the state of Israel? And I think any Jewish people that vote for a Democrat, uh, I think it shows either a total lack of knowledge or great disloyalty. Wow, Democrats, Jews who vote Democrat are stupid, you know, ignorant, and um, disloyal. But to whom? That is not clear from the president's comment, and he's getting a lot of criticism across the political spectrum and a lot of incoming on the text line, Melissa. Oh, yeah. Disloyalty to other Jews, bud. This is what one person says. It was very apparent to me what he was saying. He wasn't talking about loyalty or disloyalty to the CDC, USA, or Israel. He was talking about to other Jews. It's amazing that it could be so clear to that texter and not clear to the bud man. How could such a thing be? Well, actually, another texture, though, uh, has a different opinion, so maybe it isn't so clear. It says, Trump suggests loyalty to the American way, ideally conservative. So uh-huh. so different than what the other, I, I thought it would mean loyalty to Israel. But wait, the president simply wants the people to understand the Democrats' direction, disloyalty to Israel as an American Jew, which is yet a third uh <clears throat> Very similar to disloyalty to the American flag. So we're all over the place, which is why when you asked me, I said I am on the fence and confused, to be honest. I think we need a clarification here on this. But, um, you know, but but the idea that you would say to a whole group of people in this country, uh, I'm frankly, I, Mr. President, I don't know where you think there's, you know, there's gold to be mined here politically or whatever. Um, you know, to say that if you vote Democrat, you know, you're you're. You, you, you don't have knowledge, you whatever. I mean, you, you just have a political disagreement is what you have. You know, I mean, I, 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 to be honest with you, I know because I have Jewish friends who are far more highly educated than I am. And, uh, and, 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 and I, you know, to, to suggest that you're, if you are ignorant, if you vote Democrat, I think it's crazy. I think it's crazy. I, I, I think, I think, I think what the Democrats are advocating are bad for the country, but I'm, but I know a lot of people who think these things through and reach different conclusions than I reach. And I don't question their loyalty to anybody. You know, I think it's part of the trend we've been seeing where people, both on the right and the left, demonize those who disagree with them and basically characterize them as being un-American if they don't hold the same beliefs that they do. That's the way it's playing these yeah, days. Yeah, I was actually going to say the same thing. That seems to be, we we seem to go to the lowest common denominator in a lot of these political disagreements and call each other the enemy and disloyal and all of that stuff well, instead of just disagreeing politically. Well, we hope to get something else on this from the White House today, but we needed to be talking about it this morning because you're going to be hearing about it all day if you haven't already. Matt, good morning from Orlando. Welcome to the show. What do you think? Hey, good morning. Well, I called to talk about Trump's comment, but I feel like I need to talk about your comment first because you did something which I, I think was unnecessary. You came back from the break and you immediately said uh, Trump called people stupid and ignorant. Those are your words. You can play the tape. He never did that. Lack of knowledge. I paraphrase lack of knowledge. What else is lack of knowledge but ignorance or stupidity? You don't take lack of knowledge. Oh, get off off my back on that. What else do you have to say, Matt? What else do you have to say? I think it's clear he's not talking about the state of Israel, United States, or Trump. At the beginning of a sentence, he says the Jewish people. He's just talking about Jews. With all they've been through, he's saying, how can you vote for a party who has people in it who hate your people? 
and hate or are trying. She won't even use the word Israel. I don't know if you you heard that or not. You probably heard about her map, and and you know I've wondered the same thing about uh, Catholics and Christians who vote Democratic, given their stance on abortion and the whole LGBT yeah. issues. So it, it doesn't mean you think they're stupid. Uh, listen, a lot of Democrats don't know the history of uh, the KKK and how closely linked that is to the Democratic Party. Yeah. So if I ask someone, maybe you should research that. I'm not calling them stupid and ignorant. I'm, I'm saying it would help you have a better picture. So well, all right. Let me let me don't... let me ask you a question. Do you agree with me that what the president was probably up to here? Are you still there, Matt? Yeah, what I think he yeah. I think we might agree that what he was up to here was trying to continue branding the Democrat Party, uh, the, these these women from the squad, as as the face of the Democrat Party. That that in, yeah, in, in, that that this was a continuation of that effort yesterday. It's, yeah, I think it's a strategy, and, yeah. and he's good at strategy. That's why he wins. But. All right, thank you for that. Quick comment from Kathy in Aldemont Springs. Go ahead, Kathy. Hey, I totally 100% agree with Matt. Just because you um, somebody is uninformed or uneducated does not mean they're stupid, so I think you need to take that word stupid away. I know people that are highly educated that that are not informed about, let's say, that uh, Margaret Sanger, who never heard of Margaret Sanger. All right, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll I'll take stupid away and I'll leave ignorant. Lack of knowledge and ignorant, pretty close, don't you think, to being synonymous? No, no, ignorant, no. Ignorant is totally different than being uneducated and uninformed. Okay, Kathy, thank you very much. Appreciate all points of view. Also appreciate a great guy who does a heck of a newscast, my good friend and co-host, Alan Spector. Let's go. But the neighbors of Epic Universe are concerned, and the XFL is about to name names. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes, 6.30 on Good Morning Orlando. Good morning, Orlando. Great to have you with us on the 50,000 Watt Front Porch. News update with Alan right now. And Universal hasn't even broken ground yet on a new theme park and. Already a little controversy this morning? That's right, bud. Neighbors who live next to the site where Universal Orlando is building its newest theme park do not want Orange County to give away their tax dollars. About a hundred of them showed up at yesterday's county commission meeting to make their feelings known. I just don't want the residents of my neighborhood to be neglected second-class citizens to tourism. Orange County is poised to approve more than $100 million in incentives to support the development of Universal's epic universe. Site work is already underway, but the company has not said when the new park will open. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The third named storm of this year's hurricane season has formed in the North Atlantic. Tropical storm Chantel I wouldn't worry about it. It's about 445 miles south of Newfoundland in Canada. There's no threat to land, and forecasters expect the storm to stay out to sea. So, uh, All right. Yeah, if you cancel the wall-to-wall storm coverage here, I think we're yeah. okay on this one. With pleasure. <laughs> Power down the generator. There we're, you go. We're okay. That's Vice, right. Vice President Mike Pence says the Trump administration is committed to expanding space exploration and renewing leadership in commercial space. Our Moon to Mars mission is on track, and America is leading in human space exploration again. Don't you doubt it. Speaking at the sixth meeting of the National Space Council, Pence said the Trump administration plans to put a man and the first woman on the moon by 2024. He added they're prioritizing returning to the moon to establish a foundation for an eventual mission to Mars. A delivery worker contracted through Best Buy is accused of beating an elderly woman with a mallet. 
dousing her with a toxic chemical and setting her on fire inside her Boca Raton home. Police say the woman died from her injuries yesterday afternoon. They say the suspect admitted to recently using cocaine and marijuana, but the motive for the crime remains unclear. And the XFL is set to kick off in their reboot next year, and today we'll learn the names of the eight franchises, including one in Tampa Bay, taking the field. The XFL folded after just one season in 2001. The Los Angeles Extreme defeating the San Francisco Demons in the lone million-dollar game. But today we're learning the new teams and logos for the reboot. Earlier this year, the XFL announced where their eight franchises will be based out of, with only Los Angeles and New York regaining teams, with Seattle, Dallas, Houston, Washington, D.C., St. Louis, and Tampa Bay joining on board this time around. The XFL announcement is expected to come down around 12.30 p.m. Eastern time today, with kickoff for the relaunch still slated for February of next year. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. WFLA News time is 6.36. If you miss any part of Good Morning Orlando, you can get caught up with our podcasts on iHeartRadio. Headlines, and we'll be talking about this uh, one hour from now. Former Vice President Joe Biden continues to lead the field of Democratic presidential candidates. A new CNN poll came out yesterday, and it was taken soon after the second debate. Biden is the favorite of 29% of responders. Bernie Sanders second at 15%. Elizabeth Warren, 14%. Kamala Harris' support has cratered. She stood at 17% support in a June poll. Now as the backing of only 5% of potential Democrat voters, right alongside of Mayor Pete Buttigieg. Uh, updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories right here for you and Good Morning Orlando. Dave Ramsey, weekdays 3 till 5 p.m., News Radio 93.1. I think it's fair to say that almost all of us and all of you who support our Second Amendment rights to bear arms cast a wary eye toward gun control measures that seem relatively minor where they are, but can lead to something far greater, uh, to gun confiscation, to essentially the overturning of the Second Amendment. And that goes for whether you're talking about banning a certain kind of weapon in reaction to a, a mass murder, whether you're talking about closing loopholes in background checks, or whether or not you are talking about these red flag laws, otherwise known as extreme risk protection orders, that are um, that are designed to get people before they activate and become mass killers out of circulation, at least for a mental evaluation, if they are showing signs that they, you know, are contemplating violence or acting in a bizarre and violent way. We have red flag laws now here in the state of Florida. Some are not happy about that, and we understand it. But we have it. We're contemplating it on the national level. Listen to this story that Yaffe brought to my attention at townhall.com. Headline, Florida man loses his Second Amendment rights thanks to red flag laws and a mistaken identity. How quickly such a thing can happen. Love to get your reaction to the highlights or lowlights of this case. Just last week... In a case of mistaken identity, a man in Florida had his firearms confiscated simply because he had the same name as a criminal, stripped of his Second Amendment right because the police failed to differentiate a law-abiding citizen from a thug. This according to Amoland. Jonathan Carpenter received a certified letter from the Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services saying his concealed handgun permit had been suspended for, quote, acts of domestic violence or acts 
of repeat violations. He was forced to go to the Osceola County Clerk's Office to have a form filled out stating that he was not the person law enforcement was looking for, and he's not. It is an absolute case of, of mistaken identity. But until he can actually swear to that in court, the cops say you got to give us your guns because it's not proven that it's mistaken identity. And Carpenter said, the last thing on my mind was having to turn over my gun. I was upset when the sheriff in Osceola County told me I needed to surrender my gun before any due process. Carpenter's firearms had to remain in police custody, the story goes, until the plaintiff could say in court that he's not the man that um, had a complaint filed against and then have to petition the court to get his firearms back. He would have to bear the cost of that. And Carpenter doesn't get his day in court until later on this month. So this is the slippery slope we talked about here. I mean, what if Carpenter needs to defend himself between now and his court date? He couldn't do it. He's been disarmed. He's having to prove himself innocent in this country where everyone is supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. Mistaken identity, red flag laws, gun controls, slippery slope. We'll get the rest of the team in on this, but we'd like to know your reaction to what you just heard. 407-916-5400. Text us at 23680, where we welcome your first name in town if you'd like to provide it. Not necessary that you do. Oh, I'm all excited about this. I've got a brand new sponsor to talk to you about this morning and every morning moving forward. I'm talking about Orlando Hearing Center. You know, folks of the Orlando area have been hearing about Orlando Hearing Center since 1948, and now, gang, you're hearing about Orlando Hearing Center from the Bud Man, and I am proud to represent them. Now, whatever your age, if you notice your hearing is slipping, maybe a little, maybe a lot, the Orlando Hearing Center is absolutely where you need to go now for help. There's no stigma like there used to be with hearing aids, in part because Orlando Hearing Center technology can make hearing aids all but invisible. Now, it's time to get back into the conversation you've been missing. It's time to once again hear every word and the radio, on TV shows, movies, and phone calls, and most important, to hear your kids and grandkids clearly. Plus, did you know that science shows a link now between hearing loss and dementia, that when you can't hear well and process sounds over time, your brain starts to slow down prematurely and shut down? Scary stuff. In a moment, the Second Amendment slippery slope we've been talking about. What are your thoughts, patriots? After we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes, we'll find out here on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines out of Central Florida now. Opening arguments begin today in a Pinellas County case that has gotten national attention. Jury selection was completed yesterday with the trial of Michael Draca, who was charged with killing an unarmed black man last year outside a Clearwater convenience store. Draca, who is white, is charged with manslaughter and Marquise McLaughlin death but the lawyers will argue self-defense. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories. All morning on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. Jonathan Carpenter happens to have the same name as a bad dude the cops are after. He's not that person, but he had his guns taken away because the cops thought that he was this guy with a rap sheet as long as your arm. So 
you know, it's the red flag laws. It's the uh, the Second Amendment slippery slope that we're talking about. Let me kick it into Yaffe, who put me on to this story. And uh, what's your take on it? You know, it's an angle to the red flag laws I hadn't thought of before. I mean, it's not something you would think about in terms of mistaken identity. And I figure if the cops know by now that this is mistaken identity, they really should just give the gun back, you know, the guns back. Why does he have to go through court and go through this whole process if the cops pretty much know, it seems like, that this was mistaken identity? identity? Yeah, you know, I can understand that there would be a mistake when the names are the same. But as Yaffe said, once uh, the police realized, uh, well, this isn't the same guy and it was pretty obvious it was yeah. not, yeah, at that point, here's your guns back. Too easily, you know, we deny somebody's right to bear arms, and that's the problem, you know, and, 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 and gun control measures that are being floated out there and are continuously. The problem is, okay, uh, we, we start here, doesn't seem so bad or so restrictive, and then it's one step after another toward undermining Second Amendment yeah. rights. You know, I've noticed that when it comes to red flag laws, conservatives are pretty split on this issue. You know, you have Marco Rubio and National Review's David French who support red flag laws, but you have Rush and Glenn Beck who are against it. I tend to be torn on this. I think as long as there's enough due process involved, red flag laws can be okay. It just has to be done right. Red flag laws could have gotten Nicholas Cruz out of circulation before he massacred everybody down at Parkland. We know that to be true. Constantly, he was given a pass for 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 violent statements, um, bizarre behavior, really scary stuff. That's what yeah. the red flag law should be applied to if we're going to have it. And we have it here in Florida. And if it's used responsibly, I do believe lives can be can be saved. But this mistaken identity thing is not what a red flag law is supposed to be about. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. I mean, as long as a judge has to sign off on this, I mean, police conduct search warrants all the time. But it, the judge has to sign off. So if there's some kind of due process there, I'm pretty much okay with it. But the devil's in the details. When in a situation like mistaken identity, there needs to be something in place where this guy can get his guns back quickly without too much problem. It's, it's ridiculous that he can't right now. How about getting our textures involved, Melissa? What do you see? There's a lot going on here. How about uh, innocent until proven guilty? That's one of them coming in. Well, that's what we talked about, and, and right, there's somebody agreeing with that aspect of it. The situation's testing the waters for public relations about the red flag law, its use while completely ignoring the mistaken identity issue. Uh, people can just be apprehended in issues, a uh, court date, because you think they did something wrong. So a lot of people are saying slippery slope type stuff. Um, yep. Bud, man, how do you know for sure this is a case of mistaken identity if the police don't even know for sure? Oh, I think they do know. But they're saying, no, we got to follow process. You got to have a court date. You got to show up. You have to testify under oath, give a statement, and all of that. Then you get your gun back. Yeah, another said the solution is simple. Mental patients should not have access to guns. They should be kept with their relatives under lock and key. Sort of the same as drinking and driving. Yeah, but you see, but 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 that that's a that's a little bit off topic because we're not talking about a situation like that. We're talking about losing your Second Amendment rights over mistaken identity, and that should not happen. And that is not right. What red flag laws are designed for, and you can see how things get off the rails when it comes to gun control measures from what perhaps the initial intent was. 
Kentucky. The search for missing boaters moves north and a stand your ground trial gets underway. Those stories and others plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. Seven o'clock on Good Morning Orlando. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Great to have you with us here on the 50,000-watt front porch on a Wednesday morning at 7 o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic right now on News Radio 93.1 WFLA-FM, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, moving the search north. Details in one minute. And as the search continues for those missing voters at sea... What safety equipment might be on that boat? What should be on the boat that might not be there? We're talking to an expert in a moment on Good Morning Orlando. 704 on News Radio 93.1. The search for two missing firefighters in the Atlantic off Northeast Florida enters its fifth day today. Brian McClooney and Justin Walker left Port Canaveral on a fishing tip, uh, trip Friday. The Coast Guard was focusing on an area off St. Augustine where McClooney's tackle bag was found, but the search is widening. Uh, the biggest challenge we have at the moment is the current. And as you start to uh, bring together that Gulf Stream current with the inshore current that happens just north of here, um, it makes it really expands our search zone rapidly. Coast Guard Captain Mark Vlon says the search zone is shifting more to the north off Georgia and the Carolinas. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A jury is now in place for the Pinellas County trial of the man accused of shooting to death Marquise McLaughlin in a Clearwater convenience store parking lot. It happened during a confrontation over a handicapped space in July of 2018. Michael Draca is claiming self-defense, saying he was in fear for his life when McLaughlin shoved him to the ground before being shot. The judge told prospective jurors to stay away from social media if chosen to serve. Do not tweet about the case. Do not text about the case. Do not email about the case. Do not instant message about the case. Opening arguments begin this morning. President Trump is reportedly assuring the NRA that expanded background checks are off the table. According to The Atlantic, Trump made the guarantee in a phone call with NRA Chief Wayne LaPierre. It came after a previous conversation between the two in which Trump laid out plans to bolster background checks. LaPierre reportedly rejected that agenda. And apparently, um, Alan, there's pushback from the White House as to whether or not these enhanced background checks are actually off the table. Hopefully more to come from the president. The Democratic presidential frontrunner is asking first-in-the-country caucus-goers to think about the general election. Six months before the Iowa caucuses, former Vice President Joe Biden has launched his first campaign ad in the state. We have to beat Donald Trump. And all the polls agree Joe Biden is the strongest Democrat to do the job. The 60-second spot calls President Trump an erratic, vicious, bullying president. In New Hampshire earlier this week, former Second Lady Jill Biden told a crowd she understands not every Democrat is committed to her husband, but says the bottom line is Democrats must defeat President President Trump in Washington, Jared Halpern, Fox News. We're going to hear from Joe Biden's wife, uh, Jill, on this uh, exactly a very interesting comment at about a quarter of eight this morning. All right, bud. A new report says don't wash your chicken. The Department of Agriculture says rinsing raw chicken to remove slimy film could splatter bacteria onto other surfaces or food. 
Scientists closely monitored people who rinsed their meat and found that 30% of them had their salads contaminated. And Orlando Magic fans can get their single-game tickets for the 2019-2020 season tomorrow. They can be purchased at orlandomagic.com, ticketmaster.com, or at the Amway Center box office. The first preseason home game is Friday, October 11th against the Boston Celtics. WFLA News Time is 7.07. Three women ask the U.S. Supreme Court to overturn a New Hampshire town's topless ban. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Welcome to the 50,000 Watt Front Porch. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Good morning, Orlando. Good Wednesday morning to you. Bud Hedinger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox with you until 9 o'clock. We're going to bring a... Uh, a boating uh, safety expert on the 50,000-watt front porch in a moment as the search continues far and wide for missing boaters Brian McClooney and Justin Walker. It's interesting about what is recommended by the Coast Guard that you have on board when you go out to sea in terms of safety and communications equipment. Um, some of it's recommended. Some of it is mandatory. But there's high technology, it seems to me, that might be helpful in finding missing boaters like McClooney and Walker um, that, that don't seem to be a part of the equation. And we'll talk with our expert here in a moment, and we'll see what you think. After an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic, which is just two minutes away on Good Morning Orlando, it's 7.09. This headline related to the search for the missing boaters we've been reporting on. Hundreds of people now credited with answering the call to help in the search for them. The two missing firefighters, uh, Brian uh, McClooney and Justin Walker, about 200 people in 86 boats and airplanes searched over 12,000 square miles of ocean yesterday to try and find McClooney and Walker. No sign of them yet except for that uh, tackle bag that was found 50 miles off St. Augustine that appears to have been theirs this a couple of days ago. Updates at least every 10 minutes for you on our top stories all morning on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, traffic. traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. We still hope and pray for the best with the missing uh, boaters, but it's um, it's important that we all understand what safety and communications equipment is required when we put out to sea, and with all the modern technology, whether or not there might be things that could be on these boats that might make them a lot easier to find and that lives could be saved. To that end, let's bring in uh, Florida Fish and Wildlife Commission's Brian uh, Raywinkle. And uh, he is uh, with the Boating and Waterways Division of the uh, FWC out of Tallahassee. Thank you for calling in this morning from the state capitol, Brian. We really appreciate it. Hey, good morning, and I really appreciate the opportunity to be here with you and um, hopefully I can get a little information out there that will uh, help folks uh, uh, be a little safer when they're out on the water. Yeah, particularly because we're all, you know, coming up to the Labor Day weekend, and a lot of folks will be taking the boat out or perhaps don't do so all that often. I've been looking at the Coast Guard regulations and recommendations here. These two guys are in a 24-foot boat. Let's talk about um, what's required in terms of safety and communications equipment and what is simply recommended, and whether or not we might be able to do better than we're doing generally. 
Yeah, uh, with uh, f- with most recreational boats, the required equipment is going to include uh, life jackets for everyone on board, making sure that those life jackets are appropriate for appropriately sized and in good uh, serviceable condition for everyone. But Brian, uh, but am, am I correct though that you have to have them, but adults don't have to wear them? Only kids have to wear them. Uh, that's absolutely correct. Uh, t- children under six years of age, while a boat is underway. Uh, and uh, for vessels under 26 feet uh, as well. So when you get into the larger boats, the children would not be required to wear those life jackets. But we, of course, uh, talk to folks all the time about finding a life jacket that's comfortable and, uh, and really developing a life jacket habit, finding something that you can wear and wearing it all the time. In effect, using the equipment all the time, the safety equipment. What about... Um Distress signals, what do you have to have on board? Um, you have to have devices that will make sound, horns, whistles, or whatever, but you're out on the open ocean, you know, and it's I, I, it, somebody would have to be pretty close, relatively speaking, to pick up on that. Are we doing all we need to do here? What What is recommended? What is required, in your view, what should be mandatory? Yeah, as you mentioned, the sound-producing devices are required, but, boy, I tell you today, with technology, advancements in technology, uh, there are, we, we recommend that, particularly for people who are boating in remote areas, it could be inland, uh, and certainly it could be offshore, that they uh, take a look and, and, and at uh, emergency locator beacons. It's a family of, of devices. Most people have heard, or many people have heard the term EPIRB, uh, emergency position indicating, indicating radio beacon, um, but that technology continues to improve today. Uh, there are uh, uh, there's a, a version of an EPIRB that is a personal locator beacon. So it's a very small device that you would put on your person. You put it on. You, you could attach it to your life jacket. Hopefully that you're wearing uh, inflatable technology. Inflatable life jacket technology is improved, so you could have the inflatable life jacket, have that personal locator beacon with you. Uh, it sends a signal, an emergency signal, when it's activated to a satellite. Uh, that information gets to rescue uh, folks very quickly, and and it provides uh, a, a location. Uh, and by the way, these personal locator beacons, a lot of them are used on the water, but hikers use them as well uh, now, on now land. Let, let me so, ask you, these two gentlemen we're trying to find out there, mm-hmm. if they had that on, they were overboard on their personal flotation device, you're telling me that the Coast Guard would have been able to pinpoint them? Well, I think uh, uh, typically when those uh, when that uh, signal is activated, uh, in talking with Coast Guard folks, uh, it can it can, in essence, vector those search uh, planes, boats, whatever, into a very small area, basically reducing the search area dramatically. Okay. And, and that's the, the whole idea behind this technology is really to take the search out of search and rescue. It, it, it's an opportunity to get to people. But the cost uh, would have to be borne by the boater, and it would be an optional thing they would do in the interest of their own safety and survival in a worst-case scenario, right? What does something like this cost, that device? It, it, and that's a very good question. Yes, the boater would have to buy. We're talking with the personal locator beacons, $200, $250 in that range. Uh, could, could be a little more, could be a little bit less. And I encourage people, uh, check out, uh, you can do this on the Internet, uh, or go to your local marine uh, retailer, something like that, and find that. But yes, it is 
a cost that the boater would have to take. But really and truly, it's a it's a very small cost when you when you're in areas where uh, rescue uh, can be brought to you more quickly. It, well, it's, particularly it's when you consider what you've invested in a boat, a 24 footer is no cheap item. I understand. In closing, uh, in the run up to Labor Day for everybody here, as we hope and pray. Uh, that they're able to find alive these two missing boaters. What are your thoughts in terms of boating safety? Well, I think that uh, for people, uh, and I heard you mention earlier, and it was a great point, that people are uh, sometimes are intermittent boaters. They're, uh, they're not out there all the time. Make sure that they have the equipment that they need, both required, and, and check out our website, myfwc.com. Uh, they can get a little more information on required equipment and even suggested equipment. And I would also add a float plan. Sometimes people think of a float plan as filling out a long uh, form and everything else, but that can be something as simple as providing information to a trusted family member or friend. Let them know where you're leaving from, Mm -hmm. where you're going, and when you're going to return. And uh, certainly that can help, uh, as we said, trying to do everything we can for, for, for people who need assistance to get there as quickly as possible. Well, this is terrific. Great having you on from Tallahassee. Um, Brian uh, Raywinkle is with the Boating and Waterways Division of the Florida Fish and Wildlife Commission and knows what he's talking about. And it's great to have you on. You've been a friend of WFLA for years. And thank you, Brian, for making time for our listeners this morning. Thanks for having me. You bet. Um, What about these um, personal locator beacons? Do you have one when you go out in the open water? Not on a lake particularly, but out in the ocean? You think they ought to be required or they should remain optional? A couple of hundred bucks for the boater? Seems to me, you know, when you've got the Coast Guard spending all kinds of money, ultimately taxpayer dollars, and searching endlessly out there, that, uh, you know, some of this technology may be, you know, in the grand scheme of thing, ought to be something that's required before you go out. What do you think? Or is it, no, oh, but man, there you want more laws, more restrictions. Just trying to save lives, you know. 407-916-5400, text line 23680. What do you think? Talking about boating safety and the things that are optional, the things that are recommended, should they become mandatory, particularly the high technology, those personal locator beacons? 407-916-5400, where are you on that? And our text line is 23680, as if you didn't know. And uh, we'll have more as we roll on with an update on Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Check your headlines for you right now. President Trump canceling his meeting with Denmark's prime minister over her refusal to discuss possibly selling Greenland to the U.S. After reports of the president's interest in having the U.S. purchase Greenland became public, the Danish leader adamantly said Greenland, which is an autonomous Danish territory, is not for sale. And on Twitter... Trump said the Danish leader, quote, was able to save a great deal of expense and effort, end quote, by being so direct. I don't know. I looked on Zillow. It looks like the price of Greenland is pretty reasonable. No kidding. You can get a deal. Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories all morning. And good morning, Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Alan, you were coming down the hallway from the newsroom, but Yaffe and Melissa heard me. Well, this is... You know, this is predictable. The Bud Man's going to get hammered for suggesting maybe these 200 to $250 personal locator beacons ought to be mandatory equipment if you're a boater going out to sea like these two guys we are trying to find. 
you know, well, you know, the Bud Man loves big government, blah, 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 blah. We don't even know why these guys are missing already imagining new regulations. The texture says the liberal busybodies are hard at work, you know, mandatory uh, beacons, no, blah, 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 blah. The guy should have had them, et cetera. I guess my point is here, well, wait a minute, is it okay to have them optional, and maybe these guys didn't have them. I don't know the answer to this. If they had them, you would think they might have well have been found by now. We don't know what the circumstances are. Anything could have happened. Is it okay that the search uh, spreads out day after day after day? The family is left not knowing and might never know. The more time goes by, the greater the likelihood that they will not be found alive. Is that okay? Is it okay that taxpayer dollars are being spent, and quite a lot of them, on this endless Coast Guard blanket search here? Is it okay that nearly 100 boats with people taking time off from work, as noble as that is, going out looking for these guys? Is it okay that we're not using devices that are reasonably priced that could make them findable and make their situation survivable? That's what I'm talking about. I'm not a boater, but if I was, I would want one of those uh, beacons on my boat, whether it was mandatory or not. You know, we could go to the next step, though. We could put beacons on every person, on every human being. You know, kids get lost sometimes. you got to put a beacon on the kid. Just put a chip in everybody. Well, they put a chip in the dog's ear. They do that, right? Uh You know, That's where this could lead, though, bud, man. But that's a little bit different, Yaffe, because then you're talking about Big Brother tracking you everywhere you go, and I will never buy into that. But for ships at sea, boats at sea, doesn't this make sense? Now, is it only for at sea, or did they have to have it in a lake, too, or something? Well, in a lake, you know, I mean, it, there's there's not a lake in, in except for Okeechobee, maybe, where you could be in the middle and not see the shore, for <laughs> yeah. Christ's sake. All right, just making total, sure I understand the government regulations. It's a totally different here. deal. Lake Dot. It's How kind about, of a restricted search area there. <laughs> How about we take a news break, Alan? I'm about done here. Mike Pence says, to infinity and beyond, or to Mars anyway, and the future neighbors of a new theme park have reservations about that project. Those stories and others, plus elsewhere and traffic and weather together in just two minutes. 7.30 on Good Morning Orlando. Well, the texters are late to the party on um, voting technology. One saying, yeah, we're paying to find irresponsible people, but man, if they can afford a boat and a fancy truck and trailer, they can afford a $200 locator, one of these personal locator beacons we're talking about. And another one says, if airplanes need beacons, then boat needs beacons. Um, we hope and pray they're found, but, uh, it's good to have your, uh, your take on all of this. Uh, let's look beyond the air and the sea. Let's look to space in the news this morning. Alan? Bud, the Trump administration continues to be bullish on space travel. Vice President Mike Pence says there's a new commitment to American leadership in space. We've renewed America's commitment to human space exploration, vowing to go further into space farther and faster than ever before. Speaking to the National Space Council, Pence said NASA wants to return humans to the moon by 2024 and then eventually launch a manned mission to Mars. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Floridians don't need to worry about the latest tropical storm. Chantel is in the far north Atlantic, about 400 miles south of Newfoundland in Canada. Forecasters say it's no threat to land. Before Orange County approves incentives for the builders of Universal Orlando's latest theme park, nearby residents want some guarantees. We do not want $125 million going to the makers of Harry Potter World unless affordable housing 
and good paying jobs are a part of what we get in return. About 100 residents of Tangelo Park and other nearby communities took their concerns to the Orange County Commission. Work on Universal's Epic Universe is already underway on land near the convention center. Florida's governor and first lady are recognizing the good work done by Project Opioid, which was launched earlier this year after heroin deaths in Orange County rose 500% in just the last four years. Ron DeSantis saluting the program for the way it brings together the business and faith communities. Ultimately, this issue is going to be addressed. If it's going to be addressed successfully, it's going to be because the communities of Florida are coming together to do what needs to be done and, and offer some people hope. Ron DeSantis spoke to local leaders at Orlando's First Presbyterian Church. The Gators and Hurricanes are adding two more future meetings. The schools have announced a home-and-home home series in 2024 and 2025. Florida will host Miami first in 2024. And then the Gators visit Coral Gables the following year. And this Saturday, the Gators and Canes kick off the college football season at Orlando's Camping World Stadium. And we're excited, and we're your Gator Nation station. We'll yep. be carrying the game live here in WFLA. But I'm telling you, Alan, and I know as a UCF grad you'll agree with this, Give us a home-and-home home with the Gators and the Knights. There you go. Now you're talking, Yes, bud. yeah, that's what we need. Elsewhere. All right, guys, very exciting. This is a special edition of Elsewhere, an all-movie edition. Really? The rest of them have been just kind of like routine and mundane. This one is special? Yeah, yeah forget the, the other uh, ones I've done up to okay, now. The past, right. you know, year, two years, whatever wow. it's been. I've invested a lot of time in your ex... Okay, go ahead. Just do it. Yeah, it's, it's an all-movie edition of Elsewhere, starting with the latest on this character. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Spins a web, any size, catches seeds, just like guys look out. Spider-Man may be getting dropped from the Marvel Universe. Yesterday, negotiations broke down between Sony Pictures and Disney, which owns Marvel. Sony has controlled the rights to Spider-Man since 1999. Sony and Disney have worked together on recent Spider-Man movies, including the two latest blockbusters starring Tom Holland. Sony is blaming Disney for the split and said in a statement that it respects Disney's decision not to have Marvel president Kevin Feige continue as a lead producer of the next live-action Spider-Man film. Sony, however, is vowing to carry on the Spider-Man franchise without Marvel's involvement. I think this is a big mistake. I'm, I'm skeptical that this is going to be the end of this deal because yeah. it's really helped that franchise for it to be a part of the Marvel Universe and for them to just cut it, I just... Can't imagine Sony would be that stupid. Really yeah. can't. Yeah, I'm sorry I'm not allowed to make any comments on any of this, remember? Michael mm. won't allow me to make any comments on the Action Hero series. I did not know that. Yeah. I, I remember mm. something about that. Same. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Well, Let's not you're... go there. I I have a I'm I'm wary of it. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. What else you got? Well, here's a movie series that is definitely coming back. What is the Matrix? The Matrix is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. What truth? They're watching you, Neo. Another Matrix movie is in the works. Lana Wachowski is back and set to write and direct the fourth installment of the hit film series. Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss, who starred in the first three movies, will return to reprise their roles. No word on co-star Lawrence Fishburne's possible involvement. Worldwide, the three previous Matrix films earned more than 
billion. You think they can successfully squeeze the golden goose one more time? I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. The problem is the second and the third one were, were terrible. So the first one was really good. The sequels were awful. So well, maybe that, that but... didn't stop Star Wars from making more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. This is a very good point. I and, am the one. And finally, we now have a name. The upcoming 25th James Bond film finally has a title. It will be called No Time to Die. Ooh. This will be the sixth and final Bond film to feature actor Daniel Craig in the main role. Rami Malek, who won an Oscar playing Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody, is set to play the villain. The film opens in the United States on April 8th. The next actor to play Bond has not officially been announced. However, as we reported earlier, there will be a new 007 in No Time for Die. No Time to Die. That is British actress Lashana Lynch. A girl. A girl is playing Bond. She's playing 007. She's not playing James Bond. Okay. And we got to make that distinction. Gene Bond. No, not uh, that either. Okay. Uh, you know, Barbara right. Broccoli, who's, the, who's right. the big wheel behind the Bond movies, has always mm-hmm. said James Bond is a man, and that's okay. it. Yes, he is. Find more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com. You can also check out the Elsewhere podcast now on iHeartRadio. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. And indeed we will. Alan, thank you so much. Coming up here in a moment, Jill Biden goes to bat for Joe Biden, makes the case why Democrats need to vote for him, even if they don't like him that much. This is pretty lame. Wait till you hear it. Coming right up after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. In advance of our conversation about um, Jill Biden's case for voting for Joe, even if you don't like him much, um, in the new CNN poll right now, taken after the latest series of debates, Biden is the favorite at 29% of responders, Bernie Sanders next at 15%, Elizabeth Warren at 14%, and Kamala Harris has cratered. She was at 17% support in a June poll. Now she has the backing of only 5% of potential Democrat voters, along with Pete Buttigieg, 5%. Updates at least every 10 minutes on the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. We don't see Joe Biden on the campaign trail as much as we used to. He's so gaff prone. Apparently, his campaign just wants to keep him on the sidelines and, you know, away from. Um, the press and the microphones and the cameras as much as they can. But his wife, Jill Biden, uh, who's fiercely loyal to him, and that's a wonderful thing to see in any spouse, of course. Um, Here she is on the campaign trail yesterday pitching Joe's electability, talking to the Democrats, reminding them of what job one is, and reminding them that whether they have issues with Joe or not, he's the one who's got to get their vote. Here we go. Your candidate might be better on, I don't know, health care than Joe is. But you've got to look at who's going to win this election. And maybe you have to swallow a little bit and say, okay, I sort of personally like so-and-so better. But your bottom line has to be that we have to beat Trump. Wow. I thought it used to be that a truly viable presidential candidate was the one that, man, you are absolutely voting for no matter what. That's the kind of following Trump had that made him president. 
You know, people might have issues with Trump, but they're not sitting around thinking, you know, well, I don't know, I might vote for somebody else. They knew who they were going to vote for. This is a little lame, I think. Yeah, Jill Biden saying, uh, you may not like my husband all that much, but hey, uh, (laughs) vote for him anyway. I know, it's like, he's not that great, but eh, why not? (laughs) And suggesting he's the only one who can beat Trump, and there are other polls that show other people right now, and their polls this early are meaningless, really, until it gets down to one-on-one. And you know how tough Trump can be on his opponents. Ask all of the Republicans that he knocked out of the box one after another last time around. Don't you think, Melissa, that's kind of kind of lukewarm, tepid stuff? The reason to vote for my husband is just because, you know, yeah, he, yeah. he can beat Trump. But, you know, <laughs> there are others out there who think they can beat Trump, too. And the polls would suggest now, as meaningless as they are, that they've got a shot as well. And I, I think this, this Biden candidacy is not going to hold up. I just don't see it. No, I think it's crazy that she even went out there and said that, well, the donuts are stale, but if you're hungry, you need to eat. (laughs) (laughs) Choke them down. (laughs) He's not that great isn't a very good campaign slogan, you know? No, it seems to me. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. I I, I have said all along, I've said it several times on the show, that I do not think that Joe Biden will be the Democratic presidential nominee. Yeah. And the main reason is what? I don't think he's capable of handling that job at this point. Yeah. I don't think he's going to withstand the campaign as it goes on as we get into the caucuses in Iowa and the various primaries. You cannot continue to excuse the avalanche of gaffes that are getting more serious and more frequent with Joe Biden that no one else on the campaign trail, nobody else is making with anything like this frequency. Yeah. It's disturbing. It just speaks to the fact that some people, when they hit 76 years old, and this guy did have a couple of brain aneurysms years ago, they say there's no brain damage. Some people are in better shape from the neck up at 76 than others. There's no shame in that, but you got to face reality along the way. Democrats are having trouble doing it because they got these other candidates out there who are just too far out to the left to get elected in the general, they think, and so they cling to Biden, at least for now. Yeah, but there are these other candidates, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them are younger and more vibrant than Joe Biden, and I think by comparison, although he still continues to lead even after the debates, although that lead is smaller than it was initially, um, I think that's going to take its toll at some point. You can't keep him locked away forever. No, I agree 100%. Um, So there we go. This local sports note right now on our update on headlines. Orlando Magic fans can get their single-game tickets for the 2019-2020 season tomorrow. They can be purchased at this website, orlandomagic.com, or at ticketmaster.com, or at the Amway Center box office downtown. The first preseason home game is Friday, October 11th for the Magic against the Boston Celtics. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Thanks, Rush. Good morning, Orlando. The Bud Man, Alan Spector, Mike Yaffe, and Melissa Fox till 9 o'clock. You think we're serious all the time? Follow us on social media. Search WFLA Orlando and see sides of us perhaps you've never thought existed or They're didn't right wa- there now right or didn't want to see mm-hmm. in some yeah. cases yeah <laughs> i blame specter go take a look it's mandatory you have to do it <laughs> we're just a bunch of cut-ups it's just crazy i'll tell you what 
Hey, lock it in on WFLA. Leave it here all day. You'll catch Glenn Rush. And then at 5, you'll catch Yaffe. Yes, for another edition of PM Orlando, where we update local and national breaking news. And I always end with my commentary as well. If you ever missed the show, by the way, and catch the PM Orlando podcast on the iHeartRadio app. All right, thanks, buddy. We'll be there. And speaking of news, breaking and otherwise, here's Alan. Bud, the Coast Guard widens the search for two missing boaters and Area 51 braces for an invasion. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes, 8 o'clock on Good Morning Orlando. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Wednesday morning on the 50,000-watt front porch. Good morning to you at 8 o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic now on News Radio 93.1 WFLA-FM, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, the ocean search shifts northward. Details in one minute. And exactly the message that needs to get out about these kids making deadly threats of mass murder or heavy-handed over-the-top police work. We'll have the debate next on Good Morning Orlando. 804 on News Radio 93.1. The massive search for two missing firefighters is entering its fifth day today. Fast-moving currents are prompting the Coast Guard to shift the search northward off Georgia and the Carolinas. Jacksonville Fire Rescue Chief Keith Powers is appealing for more volunteer boaters to help look for Brian McClooney and Justin Walker. But those boats need to be capable of running 60 miles offshore and operating in that area for the day. We're also going to be shifting our operation to the north a little bit, and so we're asking anybody from Brunswick or Savannah that wants to volunteer that if they have a boat that can operate in that 60-mile range, we need them as well. McClooney, who's from Jacksonville, and Walker from Virginia, left Port Canaveral on Friday to do some fishing. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Alan, in just a moment, we're going to be talking live with a pilot who flew uh, one of the wives of the missing boaters around yesterday on the search from uh, Air Mobile Ministries. Joe Hertz coming up. All right, look forward to hearing that. President Trump seems to be questioning the motives of Jewish Americans who would vote for a Democrat while criticizing Congresswoman Elon Omar and Rashida Tlaib concerning their views on Israel. Trump made this comment. I think any Jewish people that vote for a Democrat, uh, I think it shows either a total lack of knowledge or great disloyalty. In last year's midterm election, 79 percent of Jewish voters cast their ballots for Democrats. A public health emergency continues to affect Volusia County more than almost any other county in the state. A report from the Florida Department of Health shows 34 more Volusia residents have tested positive in the last month for hepatitis A. The county now has more than 200 Hep A cases, which is the third highest of any county in the state. Hep A is a contagious liver disease that can be deadly in some cases, and this month the state declared it a public health emergency. Opening arguments begin today in a Pinellas County case that's gotten national attention. Jury selection was completed yesterday for the trial of Michael Draca, charged with killing an unarmed black man last year outside a Clearwater convenience store. Draca, who's white, is charged with manslaughter in Marquise McLaughlin's death, but his lawyers will argue self-defense. 
Local governments around Area 51 are getting concerned over visitors, and we don't mean the extraterrestrial types. Lincoln and Rachel counties in Nevada issuing a pre-declaration of emergency because of a social media campaign that may bring hundreds of thousands to the region. UFO enthusiasts have been talking about storming Area 51, posting on Facebook, they can't stop all of us. More than a million and a half people have signed up to attend September 20th. We don't know what to plan for. We're only planning for the worst and hoping for the best. Lincoln County Sheriff Kerry Lee. We're reaching out to all of our, our partners, federal and state, local agencies, finding out uh, what resources they'd be able to send. Area 51 was once a top secret military base that some conspiracy theorists say was used for studying space. Space aliens. Jill Nato, Fox News. WFLA News Time 807. A Florida man is busted with ecstasy pills shaped like Donald Trump's head. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Use your smart speaker. Tell Alexa to play News Radio 93.1 from iHeartRadio. With the uh, search for the missing boaters continuing now, um, Joe Hurston with Air Mobile Ministries, a faith-based evangelical group that provides disaster relief worldwide uh, on the job where there is a need once again. And uh, apparently he was piloting the wives of one of the missing boaters around on the search yesterday and joins us now live. Joe, welcome aboard, and we salute the great work you always do with Air Mobile Ministries. What can you tell us about the search and your experience yesterday? Well, Bud, I was with um, I was with Natasha Walker. She's never flown in a little airplane, and through the usual series of miracles, and I say that with a big emphasis on miracles, I was invited or, or asked if I could participate, and literally within hours, the whole mission came together. Um, we, we flew a grid that was basically based very much in part on the finding of that bag. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's a major find. That is a major, major find. Yeah. It's a tackle bag. It was 50 miles off St. Augustine. Go ahead. Yeah. And, 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 Bud, we are determined, I mean, we believe that boat is going to be found. When we find the boat, we're going to find the men. They're smart. They're going to stay with that boat, even if it capsized. Uh, I've, I've participated in successful search and rescues with capsized boats. And, you know, we really believe that they're going to be found. And, and Bud, I called you for one main reason, to get everybody listening to this, just to pray anew. Time is of the essence. These men are being stretched out there, and if they haven't found a way to get food and water, and they're very creative, uh, they don't have a lot of time left. So this is a big push. Uh, I'm on standby to fly again today. Um, so many people have come together to help us with this, even providing the airplane. My little donkey, my little airplane's down. It needs a rear engine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but thank God for friends that have airplanes and, and loan them to me. So. Well, let me ask you, um, the missing pilots are, or the missing firefighters here are, yeah. are Brian McClooney and Justin Walker, and you're flying um, Justin's wife, Natasha, around. What was yeah. what was her mood? I mean, did you guys uh, see anything uh, yesterday of note as you looked down? She was seeing a lot of things. I would stop 
I would circle and and we would go over and we didn't leave a stone unturned. Um, I, man, I was just astounded. Again well, what were you seeing? Courage. What were you seeing, Joe? Well, you know, one of the things is um, um, Justin. Justin had a blue shirt on, and we were we were flying um, off the coast, right in the area where they could well be. And she kept seeing and thought that she saw the blue shirt. So, I mean, I, man, I turned around, I put that airplane into a tight bank, and we did a 360 over it, and it ended up not being it. But, you know, for somebody that's never flown, and for her to sit there for hour after hour after hour, just like eyes glued to the ocean, I said, there's yeah. nobody I'd rather have in the airplane than somebody with such a vested interest in this find. And she so, has not... She has not lost hope or faith that he will be found alive along with his buddy. No, man. We are more determined than ever. And, you know, that boat is basically unsinkable. Uh, even if it capsized, I'd say if you cut that boat in half, it would still float. So the biggest and the best thing for them to do, and, I, and this is what we're believing, is yeah. if they've, they've stuck with the boat, we're going to find that boat. And when we find the boat, we're going to find the men. And, man, I just ask people to pray, bud, with all of my heart. Just pray. We are on board, Joe. Thank you so much and appreciate the great work that you do with Air Mobile Ministries and that you would respond to a call like this. And, uh, and God bless you and, uh, and those two missing uh, firefighters at sea and, and, and all of their families and all of those who are searching for them. You really are remarkable. We'll put our, uh, our uh, Good Morning Orlando Prayer Warriors to work on, on, on their behalf. Joe, thank you very much. My pleasure, bud. God bless you. In a moment, wow, it's powerful stuff, Alan. It is. It's a great man, I, a great it, organization. But it, it's good to hear his optimism that he thinks yeah. they're going to be found. You bet. Um, got an important story here locally here, and we're going to pose a question after you hear what we're going to play after the break here about whether this is over-the-top um, police action or whether this is exactly the message that needs to go out to young would-be mass killers making these threats and to their families as well. Stay with us if you can. First, an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It's 8.13. Another headline related to the search for the missing boaters off the coast. Hundreds of people are credited now with answering the call for help in the search for the two missing firefighters. About 200 people in 86 boats and airplanes searched over 12,000 square miles of ocean yesterday to try to find Brian McClooney and Justin Walker. No sign of them yet. The two have been missing since leaving Port Canaveral on Friday on a fishing boat. A tackle bag was found that appears to be from one of the men but no clues beyond that have been turned up so far. They say more volunteers are needed today in the Jacksonville area in particularly, especially those with boats that can reach over 60 miles offshore. Stay with us for updates on this story and all the news. Top headlines at least every 10 minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Use your smart speaker. Tell Google Home to play News Radio 93.1 WFLA. We need to get right to this right now. We've had many of these stories recently in the wake of the actual massacres in El Paso and Dayton. Um, threats being made, a lot of them by young people. This one, um, a threat of mass murder at the hands of a 15-year-old who was a student at Daytona Beach's Seabreeze High School. 
apparently was playing video games and in a video game chat room, uh, he posted this. I vow to bring my father's M15 to school and kill seven people at a minimum. Well, um, the FBI, I guess, intercepted this, got the information of the Volusia County Sheriff's. They showed up at this guy, this kid's home, and uh, his mom was alongside him outside. And this has gone viral because the, the cops wanted this information out there, and I am with them on this, even though they will have some critics who will say, this is over the top, this is too much, this kid hasn't actually done anything. He says it was a joke, and, 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 and look how you're upsetting mom, and, and you're taking the kid away in cuffs and throwing him in uh, juvenile jail, and that's exactly what's happening here, facing a felony charge, etc. Let's listen right now to Volusia County Sheriff's deputies showing up and talking to the mom about her 15-year-old boy and the threatening statement he's on record as making during uh, time on a video uh, game chat room. Listen to her discount the seriousness of the situation. These games, these kids say stuff like that all the time. It guess, is a joke to them. It's a game. Guess what? So guess what? Wrong. My, my time in law enforcement game. is spent doing uh-huh. is arresting these kids for making these statements all the time. Well, the deputies make it clear to the mom that her son's in serious troubles, about to be arrested and charged with a felony. Now, here she is taking things more seriously, not quite believing what's happening, but still insisting her son's done nothing deserving of police action. It's just a comment, so how is there an there's arrest? A, there's a Florida state statute that says you cannot make a written threat to cause a mass shooting act or kill or harm anybody else. Uh-huh. Legislature has chosen to well, do that. Well, he didn't cause or yeah. act yeah. or yeah. do yeah. anything, though. And finally, this is a little longer. Listen closely. The sound quality's not great. Listen to the kid's mom lose it when deputies inform her that her son isn't going back in that house. He's going with them to juvenile jail where he will spend at least several days. He's a little boy. He didn't do anything wrong. Yes, he's 15, but he's still a little boy, and he's not one of the crazy people out there doing stuff. Well, he did what he did. Yeah, but he shouldn't be treated as though he is a terrorist or something because he made a silly statement on a stupid video game. In the world where schools and kids are going to school to learn and are getting shot and killed because people... I understand that, but at the same token, I mean, you have to look at things case by case, too. I mean, he's not that person. Do you own a gun? I have a, a gun, yes. Okay, so he has hands and feet. He can grab your gun and go do something. He would never do anything like that anyway. We don't know. We don't know. If no, but I know. But I know. Most parents have it, ma'am. We're going to take him. He's going to go to our operations center. And we will go from there. But this is where we're at. This is the world we live in where people think it's funny to say, I'm going to go kill people at school. Well, he's not people. He's a child. Okay. There's a difference. He's playing a video game and he's a boy. Are you with the cops or are you with the mom? 407-916-5400. Let's hear from you. And you can text us at 23680. Standard message and data rate supply. First name in town. Welcome but you don't have to provide it to get on the show. What's your reaction to this? Over the top with the police or the message that absolutely needs to get out there given the times in which we live? I side with the Volusia County Sheriff's Office, four square. We'll find out what our team thinks, and we want to know what you think as we continue. Right after a quick update on Orlando's news, weather and traffic, here in two minutes on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM AM 540 and the iHeartRadio app. 
Headlines right now, President Trump reportedly assuring the NRA that expanded background checks are off the table. Uh, Trump made the guarantee in a phone call with NRA Chief Wayne LaPierre. It is reported, although there is now some pushback on that from the White House. Further developments to come. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. It's Good Morning Orlando with the Bud Man, Yaffe, Melissa, and me, Alan Spector. And we just heard sound of uh, Volusia County deputies informing a woman that they're taking her son, her 15-year-old boy, into custody because he made a threat online against his school, Seabreeze High, threatening to kill at least seven people, saying he's going to get his dad's gun and do it. Where do you come down on this, Alan? I come down with the deputies. I, To a certain extent, I feel bad for the mom. She's reacting like a mother, and you can understand that. On the other hand, uh, as the uh, deputy said, uh, you know your son. We don't know him. We don't know what he's capable of, and we have to take him in at this point. You know, one thing I thought about is this kid didn't just say something online or something or say something to a friend he actually posted it and it was very specific you yep. know is i want to kill up to seven people with this weapon soon at my school yeah how how are the cops supposed to know oh well that's just a joke yeah. they can't know they have to take it seriously and kids need to understand in this day and age with social media that you can't joke around this- i think i think this is the tough message that needs to get out there and it did Let's go to the phones. We've got Tony. He's a cabbie, and he's on the line with us. Good morning, Tony. Hey, good morning, guys. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, cops did what they had to do. I, my heart goes out to the mother. I mean, watching your kid get dragged away. But they might be. if she thinks about it, they're probably protecting the kid from himself. Because if he did act out, he would either be dead or in jail for the rest of his life. So maybe this little scale will shake the kid up, you know what I mean? Uh, hopefully, yeah. Thanks, Tony. Yeah. yeah, let me bring on Scotty with an opposing point of view. Good morning from Orlando. What about it, Scotty? Hey, how's it going? Good morning. Morning. <laughs> um, you know, after listening to the story and you guys talking, I think and the actions that have taken place, I'm all about accountability and responsibility, especially during these times. But I've grown up with video games. I'm 33. And the things that have said and been done over video games, if it's ever been brought to light, if it's ever recorded, people are going to go away to prison for the rest of their lives. Says on the screen, police went overboard, in your opinion. Is that what you think? Yes. And I believe the police went a bit overboard with this. You know, the kids in his early teens, you know, I mean, I've done... What are the cops supposed to do? Well, how would you have done it if you were one one of the officers? What would you have done or not done? I, you know, I would have taken him in and shown him these are the consequences, the possibility of consequences. Well, I think they're doing that. But taking him in, filing charges of felonies. Well, it is a felony in this state. To make a a, a threat of mass murder is a second or third degree felony. What are they supposed to do? Not obey the law? No, absolutely. I agree with that 100%. But at what point are we going to stop? Or are we not going to hold children accountable? You know what I mean? Well, like, I think we need to hold them accountable, but I think in this situation, I mean, the cops, I think we're duty-bound to do what they did. I really think so, Scotty. Listen, we're going to call an audible, as they say in football, change the playbook a little bit. We'll still do sound judgment, but the next talk segment after the news and Alan's elsewhere, 
We are going to take more calls and text lines on what you've heard here this morning and get your take on it and your opinion and and back it up on the phones at 407-916-5400 or on the text line at 23680. Uh, In the meantime, Alan, folks drop by at the top and bottom of the hour expecting news from you, so we better deliver. I happen to have some right here, bud. The future neighbors of Epic Universe are concerned, and the XFL is about to name names. Those stories and others, plus elsewhere, and traffic and weather together in just two minutes. 8.30 on Good Morning Orlando. Good morning, Orlando, and thank you, callers. I hope you'll stay on the line, including Pete, who is the father of four, his perspective on what we're talking about. Right now, uh, down Universal Way, Alan, uh, controversy. What's going on? Bud, neighbors who live next to the site where Universal Orlando is building its newest theme park do not want Orange County to give away their tax dollars on the project. About 100 of them showed up at yesterday's county commission meeting to make their feelings known. I just don't want the residents of my neighborhood to be neglected second-class citizens to tourism. Orange County is poised to approve more than $100 million in incentives to support the development of Universal's Epic Universe. Site work is already underway, but the company has not said when the new park will open. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The third-named storm of this year's hurricane season has formed in the North Atlantic. Tropical Storm Chantel is about 445 miles south of Newfoundland in Canada, There's no threat to land. Forecasters expect the storm to stay out at sea. Vice President Mike Pence says the Trump administration is committed to expanding space exploration and renewing leadership in commercial space. Our Moon to Mars mission is on track, and America is leading in human space exploration again. Don't you doubt it. Speaking at the sixth meeting of the National Space Council, Pence said the Trump administration plans to put a man and the first woman on the moon by 2024. He added they are prioritizing returning to the moon to establish a foundation for an eventual mission to Mars. A delivery worker contracted through Best Buy is accused of beating an elderly woman with a mallet, dousing her with a toxic chemical, and setting her on fire inside her Boca Raton home. Police say the woman died from her injuries yesterday afternoon. They say the suspect admitted to recently using cocaine and marijuana, but the motive for the crime remains unclear. The XFL is set to kick off in their reboot next year, and today we'll learn the names of the eight franchises, including Tampa Bay, taking the field. The XFL folded after just one season in 2001, the Los Angeles Extreme defeating the San Francisco Demons in the lone million-dollar game. But today we're learning the new teams and logos for the reboot. Earlier this year, the XFL announced where their eight franchises will be based out of, with only Los Angeles and New York regaining teams, with Seattle, Dallas, Houston, Washington, D.C., St. Louis, and Tampa Bay joining on board this time around. The XFL announcement is expected to come down around 12.30 p.m. Eastern time today, with kickoff for the relaunch still slated for February of next year. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. And elsewhere. If you were a young person and a music fan in the 1970s, you spent your Saturdays with Dick Clark on American Bandstand and also with this man. Bet your last money, it's all gonna be a stone gas, honey. I'm Don Cornelius, and as always in party, we wish you love and peace and a new musical inspired by the TV dance show Soul Train is coming to Broadway sometime in the year 2021. 
The musical will feature disco classics and center on the story of host Don Cornelius, who created the show in the 70s. This is coinciding with the 50th anniversary of Soul Train's debut. The Roots' Quest Love, seen nightly on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, is an executive producer. I think that sounds like a winner. I love it. Yeah, I, the, I grew up, I was yeah. I was the guy I just described, a young person music fan in the 70s, watching American Bandstand and Soul Train on Saturdays. Those will be hot tickets. Yeah, and I remember as, as me and my young male friends would note that uh, the dress code on Soul Train was a little more liberal than it was on American Bandstand. <laughs> you think? So, I think so. That was part of the attraction. Oh, I bet. The TSA is looking for whoever left their pet snake at Newark Liberty Airport in New Jersey. It's a thin 15-inch black snake with a yellow ring around the back of its neck. It's harmless, but it was pretty scary for folks who saw it the other night while going through a security checkpoint. New Jersey's federal security director says travelers often forget wallets, sunglasses, IDs, and gloves, but this is the first time someone's left a snake behind. A homeless snake in the Newark airport. Amazing. And finally, Old Town Road may not be the number one song in the country anymore, but it's still a hit with at least one horse. I'm going to take my horse through the Old Town Road. I'm going to ride till I can't go more. I got the horses in the back. Horse stock is attached. Head is mad black. Got the bushes black to match. Riding on a horse. In New Orleans, folks in a Bourbon Street bar were surprised to see a horse walk in while a band was playing the song Old Town Road by Billy Ray Cyrus and Lil Nas X. The video of the New Orleans police horse strolling into the Bourbon Street drinkery has gone viral. The officer said when his horse Ace heard the music, he decided to perform a welfare check on the bar patrons. <laughs> he discovered they were safe and having a good time. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And Seeing I, both of you bob your heads to that song, though, is a... Uh, yeah, it was disturbing. <laughs> Come know on. What to make of it. Come on, man. <laughs> it we're down for it. I'm not sure if this is more disturbing or not, but my two-and-a-half-year-old granddaughter, yeah. Isla, loves that song and knows every word to it. Totally hooked. She's going to drive it's you catchy. nuts with it. Dang. Find more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com. We've also got the Elsewhere podcast on iHeartRadio. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. You bet, Alan. Thank you so much. We're going to get more callers and more textures on here, and later we'll play Sound Judgment. But in the wake of this story that we've been um, laying out there for you. Uh, Pete from Maitland um, is a father of four. Pete, welcome to the show. The Volusia County Sheriff's made sure that video got out of them lecturing this mother about her son who made a deadly threat online that they're going to cuff him and take him and uh, and throw him in the, in the pokey for a couple of days. Um, and some say it's over the top by police. I happen to think they're doing in this day and age what needs to be done in sending that message. As a father of four, what do you think? So I also game with my kids, and I get both sides of this coin. Um, gamers are notorious for talking smack to each other on, uh, you know, when they're in voice chat or whatever. Um, but this kid took it a little step further and actually went out and put in text or, you know, in a chat room specific details about what he was going to do, which is, you know, that's way over the top. That's something that we have laws that came about because of uh, police, you know, seeing this stuff out there and not acting on it. 
So um, it is something that I'm on the side with the cops. Look, he's a minor. I mean, he's going to go to juvie. They're going to slap him on the wrist. And, you know, I, I show my kids the, um, uh, you know, uh, inside prisons or whatever so that they understand that it's not a happy place to be and it's something right. that you should take seriously. So now, I'm all with it. All right. Now, let me ask you, have you shared this story of what's going on with this kid with your kids, the gamers? I have not. I picked my son up today, and I dang sure will go over it with him because it is something that we have yeah. talked about in the past. Good. About, you know, you, it's like the Parkland kid. I mean, it, he did a bunch of stuff before he shot up the school. You know, they just brush it under the rug, brush it under the rug until, yep. you know, uh, everybody's like, well, you should have known. Yep. Okay. So. Great call, Pete. We thank you so much for it. And it'll be interesting to see how that goes with your kids. I'm sure it'll go well. You sound like you got a great relationship with them, and you're on the job as a parent gaming with your kids. That's pretty cool. Obviously, this mother had no clue what her kid is doing online playing these games. You know, Get connected to your kids for crying out loud, and don't let them just go crazy with this technology that's out there without you having any idea what's going on. Uh, as time permits, and we'll be tight here, uh, we'll get some calls and we'll get some text lines in uh, messages in on this. Sound judgment still to come. An update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes here in Good Morning Orlando. Headlining a hot topic we talked about earlier in the show, President Trump says that Jewish people who vote for Democrats are showing either a total lack of knowledge or great disloyalty, although he did not specify disloyalty to whom. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henniger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox. Yaffe, let's play a little bit of this sound cut of this mom up in Volusia County. The sheriff's deputies are there. Her kid made a, a threat of mass murder at his school uh, in a video game chat room, and um, her kid's about to be taken away in cuffs and arrested and charged. Here she is. He's a little boy. He's a he didn't do anything wrong. Yes, he's 15, but he's still a little boy, and he's not one of the crazy people out there doing stuff. Okay, well, he did what he did. Yeah, but he should have been treated as though he is a terrorist or something because he made a silly statement on a stupid video game. So, David, what about it? Whose side are you on here, the police or the mom? Hi, David. Welcome in from Orlando. Good morning, sir. Um, well, I am with, like you, I'm uh, four square with the police. Uh, I think the mom's reaction is, is normal. But um, uh, it's about time that we start teaching these kids at a young age what is appropriate and what isn't appropriate. And clearly... Uh, what he what he articulated online goes to show you what might be circling in his little head. Yes, and that's what's absolutely frightening. And how are the cops supposed to know whether it's a joke, as he says, or whether he's the next Nicholas Cruz? To the text line, Yaffe, we're swamped. But how about a few highlights? Give us a sense of what's coming in. Yeah, we have a parent texting in saying, I'm with the police on this, and I'm going to play this back to my 14-year-old son to show him the impact of anything he could say and how serious it could be. Now, you can catch all of this on our podcast, right, on, on Good Morning Orlando, all right? All you have to do is search WFLA Orlando. That's correct. There you go. Thank you for that. What else? Uh, by the way, I posted the full video on our website, too. Mm-hmm. 
I like this one. It says, I don't think the police in Volusia did anything over the top. These kids that are using video games as an excuse for foul and uncivil behavior is over the top. It's one thing to be playing a game and a spirited manner. It's another to be wishing and planning death for other people. It's killing me. I wish we could get all the callers on, but we cannot do it. We have to clear the phones right now for the sound judgment game. A great fun prize if you're our winner and you're eligible if you haven't won in a month. Sound judgment. Let's go out. With a smile on our faces, we're going to send you to the funniest night in America on us. 407-916-5400 to play the game. 407-916-5400 for sound judgment only. Text line, or rather the toll-free, 866-916-5400. All of a sudden, phones are dropping off. I don't know whether we got a glitch or not, but I have openings to play sound judgment for a great fun prize. 407-916-5400. Take a crack at it right now. Not too tough a question about a famous performer you know well. 407-916-5400. I need contestants for sound judgment. The game right after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines right now. A public health emergency continues to affect Volusia County more than almost any other county in the state of Florida. A report from the Florida Department of Health shows 34 more Volusia residents have tested positive in the last month for hepatitis A. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. I've got sound judgment contestants ready to go in the waning moments of the show. Let's kick it into the Fox for more on that prize. Oh, it's a great one. It's the funniest night in America presented by the Laughs for the Troops. It's Friday, September 20th, 8 o'clock at the Claremont Performing Arts Center. It's a great thing, and it increases awareness for post-traumatic stress disorder. We're giving away a four-pack of tickets. Again, it's called Laps for the Troops, bud. Fantastic. Patriots, you're ready to play? If you're trying to get in, a wrong answer opens a line at 407-916-5400. Birthday greetings today for country music legend Kenny Rogers. want you to listen to a little sound from his mega-hit, The Gambler. Then use your sound judgment to tell me how many candles will be on Kenny Rogers' cake today. You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, and know when to run. You never count your money when you're sitting at the table. Happy birthday, Kenny Rogers. How many candles on the cake? Let's just start in the middle on line three, because we can. Hello, line three. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, we knew the 1812 overture, but we'll guess. Uh, my husband says 74. No, the 1812 overture was yesterday. Appreciate that. We knew it so well, we didn't know how to fly, drive, <laughs> call in. No, nah, I can't. You're not a winner at 74, but thanks for trying. And line one, what about it? How old is Kenny Rogers today? I'm going to guess 75. No. Older. 407-916-5400. Line two. How old is Kenny? 81. Bingo. We have a winner. You're going to the funniest night in America to benefit the troops. I hope you're excited about that. You're going to have the time of your life. All right. I love supporting the troops. My father was, uh, he actually died from uh, Agent Orange. It'll be three years ago this Christmas from Vietnam. Oh. Boy, we are sorry to hear that. I'm, 
I'm glad you had him as long as you did. That's very sad to hear that, though. And uh, um, our heart goes out to you and your family. If you'd give me your first name, I'll write you a note of congratulations for being our winner today. Yeah, my name is Don. John, and where are you calling in from? Orlando. All right. That would be the J-O-H-N, John? No, Don, D-O-N. That would be the D-O-N, Don? Correct. Got it. Thanks, buddy. I'll put you on hold. You and Melissa can work things out. You know, uh, Kenny Rogers, of course, made his name really big as a country music superstar in the 70s and 80s. But in the late 60s, he was a pop rock star, the leader of a band called The First Edition. Oh, they were huge. Their big hit was Just Dropped In to See What Condition My Condition Was In. Thank you, Mr. Music. For the ride home, keep it here. Yaffe on WFLA at 5 o'clock. Yes, PM Orlando, 5 to 6 p.m. And you will love it. For Alan... For Yaffe, for Melissa, the Budman, thanks. Have a great day. God bless you, and God bless America.